0: You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the T&E Speakeasy, with your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. Listen in as they discuss a variety of topics centered on the Halo franchise, Transformers games, Joker, and more. But since you've played uh, War for Cybertron, does the story really pick up and become more interesting? Does the gameplay be a little bit more varied? Because or... I'm definitely going to continue playing it, but it didn't super hook me in the first uh, chapter.
1: That's fair. I... I bought it for its video game-ness and Mm. other than the fact that different weapons you can get and different loadouts, really there isn't much Mm. of gameplay improvement. I think this game is pure video game but not in the way of you're not going to see character progression. Um, But it's no different than Halo. As I I like the the comment you made with Halo because in (laughs) Halo you never really get, at least okay, excuse me, from like Halo one to three, you don't really get upgrades, right? Like you're not really getting any no. upgrades. Uh, for your, you're just getting different weapons. So it's kind of it's actually funny. It's it's Halo meets Gears of War, just because you know everybody in this general in that generation of like you know still in 2010 was trying to do a third person shooter and it <laughs> was called you know a Gears of War clone. I'll give it this. There's no. Um, there's no uh, hiding behind cover. I guess there is hiding behind cover, but there's no but- dedicated button to hiding behind cover. Hmm. Um, really, I think what Transformers would need to kind of shine is actually to be more open worlds. Because the fact that you can transform into a vehicle means that you never have to call in a vehicle. You are the vehicle. Um, <laughs> so we need races. Um, we need missions where you're scouting. We need missions where you're um, doing checkpoints. Um, gotta get to the races. Are checkpoints to try to escape or whatnot? So, really, it's kind of like I guess the one idea I could think of is like Transformers mixed with Red Faction Gorilla. where it's like there's no real story in that in that game. I mean, there is a story, don't get me wrong, but it's an open world and there's all these events you can do. Um, but instead of having to work, look for a vehicle, you are the vehicle. So I guess Just Cause is another ideas of, of, of from 3 onward I guess putting that series and Red Faction Guerrilla into and you get like the yeah, perfect but you get a unique Transformers game that I don't think has been done before I think because there was Transformers Armada, well it was Transformers the game but I'm still calling it Transformers Armada because it was that show yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting. You can get different, especially you could get different loadouts as well with characters. But the multiplayer was interesting. I didn't play it, but I watched a bunch of playthroughs and you know, gameplays online back in the day, and it was pretty. It was pretty cool. Again, just the idea of like being able to transform. I don't think there's any problem. Is this is a like not Mega Man style, but it's certainly a uh, linear story where it's a set world and it's a set path really and really you're just transforming and trying to beat all the uh, enemies down and get your meters up to either use your special ability or uh, whatever the other one was and just, yeah, just kind of a shoot him up in a way maybe not shoot Mm -hmm. him up but I I, I did enjoy it for its uh, story personally but again that's because I'm a Transformers fan so hopefully this can hook you into it I would say keep Playing it to maybe see if you get like, um, if you get hooked on it. What, what, what did you start with the Decepticons or the Autobots?
0: Um, I don't remember if I had a. Oh, I guess I did choose who I wanted to be. I think I chose
1: Barricade, maybe. So you started with the. Decept- so technically speaking, yes. The, uh, <laughs> uh, technically speaking, the Decepticons do, uh, canonically start first in that game. And yeah, you mm. can pick between those three characters. Um, I wish kind of. Ah, yeah, I wish in Borderlands, similar to like Borderlands 1, where they had like certain class, any of those classes that ha- have like, um, what is it, any of those classes have like an um, increase of perks, not perks, but they work better with different weapons. Um, so, was- what was the soldier's name? Uh, whatever his name is, he was good with like assault rifles, Lothal was good with, I think, energy, anything having having to do with elemental guns. Uh, Mordecai was good with Roland. That's his name, Roland. Mordecai was good with sniper rifles and pistols. And um, what's the fifth or the fourth bud's name? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, him, uh, Brick. Uh, he. What well, do not remember this? Uh, he was good with I think explosives and something else and shotguns. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I guess since you since we both mentioned Halo, I should also say um, when I started playing um, that game. transformers war for cybertron i was in the final mission of halo the first game Halo combat evolved because since i've been watching that show i was kind of like ah you know this kind of gives me the inkling to go back and play halo again and i thought that i'd only ever played halo three and four but it turns turns out i did play halo one but that game man i i by the end of it just absolutely hated it the first halo (laughs) it was so repetitive If there's one thing I never like in in games, it's backtracking. And, like, every single level that you play, you go through it at least twice, but sometimes more than twice. And that just drives me crazy.
1: (laughs) It was a way to extend the game span. Uh, Obviously, Halo fans will come in and say, well, see obviously I'm not doing a good representation of them. They would be like angry and bring pitchforks and torches at you right now. <laughs> yes. I'll act yes. it I'll act it in a calm manner. Well well you see Caleb from an educational standpoint or from a philosopher's standpoint. Well you see Caleb, uh, the reason they did this is because in the lore, uh, it it made sense for Chief to go back into these areas. Because he's in a ring, you know. He's the Halo itself is just a ring, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like there's, you know, so much other places that he could go to. Not that the terrain's going to be any different, but still, like you're still going to get like different shapes or different peaks and valleys and rock formations uh, if you're inside the ring. So you, you must understand that the, the develop the bungies bungee are untouchable, and you know, just because mm-hmm. they're they they were once owned by Microsoft, now owned by PlayStation or Sony, excuse me, doesn't mean anything at all. They did no wrong at all. Oh wow! Uh, you're owned by Sony now. Hmm. I mean, I don't know if they've—I uh, don't know if it's happened just yet, but it's in the—it's in the process. It's in the legal papers.
0: And again, I was never a huge Halo fan. I enjoyed three. I enjoyed four. I didn't even remember playing one, and I can see why. I did not think there was anything particularly stand out about that game at all, gameplay-wise, visually-wise. Uh, the only thing that was fun was the flood, but I, I just it, nothing about it really excited me and so going into the transformers were for cybertron i was like oh this this is reminding me a little bit too much of the first halo and i'm kind of done playing halo right now so <laughs> so i'm gonna take a little break i'm gonna finish because i just finished halo 4 i'm gonna go and play halo uh, uh not halo uh, resident evil 4 i'm gonna go play resident evil uh is it oh what's that game called now revelation yes revelations yeah, so I'm going to go play that. Revelations 1 or 2. Yeah, just the first one. I think 2 takes place after the fifth game. So I think that's when I'll play that one. I think. I have it all on my big list, my big video game list of the order that I want to play these things. Interesting. <laughs> and since I've been sick, I've had a lot more time to play video games. So I've been. Uh, yeah, I beat Halo and then um, Resident Evil 4, maybe a week apart. And. So yeah, I've been enjoying getting back into video games a lot. I've been playing a little bit more Sonic lately, too. Sonic Generations, I've been getting back to that. So that's fun, too.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I could see why you're on a Sonic kick, just because of, you know, the movie we just watched last week.
0: Yeah, and I've been slowly, every every couple months, I'll go back and beat a few levels in Generations, and I'll put it down again for a while, and then come back. So
1: <laughs> I should do that myself, as well. Because
0: <laughs> I feel like that game, I, I mean, I don't really see much story there, so it's it's fun just for the gameplay. There's a story. It's just multiverse. <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's fair. Maybe maybe I've spread
1: it out so much that I just haven't really paid much attention to it. Um, did you see the intro? I assume you saw the intro to War for Cybertron, correct? Um, like when you start the game and it's all like that big cinematic thing? Yeah, big cinematic. What do you think?
0: I thought that was cool. Um, again, I didn't feel very drawn into the story at that point, but
1: visually speaking, I thought it was very well done. I mean, for any Transformers fan, it was epic, and gave them a uh, hard-on, as I would say, or very much uh, tickled their feathers and was satisfying to watch, because uh, it's finally something we wanted to see. Um, I will say there probably are parts of this game, now that I, I'll, I'll admit that there are some parts where it might be a little Halo-esque in one certain mission potentially, but... Oh. Um, you, you'll, you'll get to that if you keep playing. Um... Yeah, no, I'd just say, uh, give, give it a chance. I think it has more story for it, but yeah, if the gameplay just doesn't turn you on, like, really, yeah, the gameplay is pretty much the same thing from start to finish. Like like hmm. I said, there's no upgrading system. There, You're not getting anything other than, like, finding different, you know, you're exploring the level to find different items. Well, not, when I say items, I mean different guns. And you're not really upgrading at all. I think Uncharted does the same thing. At least the first two games of Uncharted do that. Where, like, you don't really upgrade Nathan Drake. So I found that interesting where, you know, usually video games is an incentive to have, like, an upgrade system.
0: Oh, yeah, the progression is a huge part of keeping me engaged in games. For me as well. Building things up, making, yeah, I love that stuff. So that's, again, one of the reasons I found Halo so repetitive. There was, like, it was just the same game the whole way through.
1: Yeah, you just get get from point A to B, really, uh, and yep. find power ups and different equipment along the way. And I know because I had some friends that I would play Halo with. We'd
0: play uh, like um, co ops, and they loved the gameplay of just getting swarmed by masses of uh, enemies. For me, I I run around them. I could not give a fuck about just killing more and more enemies over and over again. It just has no. It just feels so repetitive. It's like I I just fought like twenty guys in that room. <laughs> now I gotta fight 20 more guys, like, where's
1: the... Yeah, and you're, like, especially in, like, that first one, uh, it's almost a survival horror game at that point, not so much, like, horror, but, you know what I mean, where you'll all of a sudden, like, start to lose ammo, uh, and you'll be overrun, so, yeah, really, the thing is to, like, outrun them and get out of the way. Obviously, don't get swarmed inside, you know, those small corridors. Try to, like, you know, train around them, (laughs) zombie train around them, if you can, Mm -hmm. and hucking grenades at them, but, yeah, the idea is, like, they, as far as I'm aware, there's no like consequences to not fighting them, if I recall. Nope. <laughs> I don't think <know> there's an <laughs> no no, achievement really. or anything in-game or in-universe, story-wise, where it changes the outcome of the ending.
0: Yeah, I feel like there were some levels where you had to kill them all in order for the doors to open, and I kept trying to find ways to escape, and they get killed, and I just kept getting frustrated, like, oh, I've got to play this, this one level or this one room, basically, over and over again until I finally was just, like, okay, I just got to wipe everyone out.
1: I know that uh, um, robot 343 I watched somebody's playthrough of it has to like open doors for you so you really just have to wait for the doors to be open oh, yeah. and all it is is just to survive rather than like kill a certain number of enemies and the doors open it's like I feel like you could I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm unaware of this I'm pretty sure you can speedrun Halo and I mean by yeah, like so. skipping sections and I'm not talking about breaking through walls and 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 um, glitching through doors or anything like that. I'm just talking like, if you didn't do that, if we're talking like non-glitching through and skipping sections, I'm pretty sure you can just go through, um, again, skip all battles potentially. I think the later games prevent you from doing that or they do uh-huh. set up like <laughs> obstacles for you to have to get through.
0: Yeah, I am excited to get to the later stuff. So I'm, my plan right now is to Go through probably get to about half of Revelation, and then jump into Cybertron, and I think that's only like eight eight hour gameplay, so that thing could be done pretty quick. Yeah. And then jump into Halo Two, which I think is also quite quick. So.
1: Yeah. No, that's that. This is true. <laughs> I would say go try to f- track all the uh, Autobot icons and the Decepticon icons, but you, you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Again, it doesn't change anything. It just gives you an achievement.
0: Yeah, that's what I was doing in the Spider-Man of the Shadows. I kept that every time I saw him.
1: okay so let's go to that now so uh, on the other side Spider-Man Web of Shadows what do you think so far sir Um,
0: I think the last time I played a game well I guess it was Marvel Ultimate Alliance I was thinking of uh, I had a Spider-Man game on my uh, my game gear many years ago platformer so this was a massive upgrade I was like oh wow it's so exhilarating getting to fly around the city some of the controls are a little clunky but I mean that's to be expected um but I've never been a huge fan of open world games because I find it hard to keep the ongoing plot going. I just keep getting distracted by side missions, and so I imagine it's going to take me longer to finish that game just because of that. But but I was enjoying it from what I was playing. Yeah, like, that's for like maybe an hour and a half into it
1: so far. That's a problem with the game. If uh, what's well that's any problem with any uh, with any open world game of like. You know, you're you're doing all this main story stuff. Some of it's interesting. It's not like you don't have a problem with the story. It's just like, you're all the story stuff, and all of a sudden, bam. Like, you're in the open world, and you have to, like, put the plot in the back of your mind, and then go do side missions. Mm. That can be frustrating, I get it.
0: Yeah, but I wasn't frustrated because I was enjoying the gameplay. Something like Borderlands 2 has that, where I could just sink endless hours into it. I, I mean, I enjoy the plot, but I just enjoy living in that world. I'm getting a sense of that with this Spider-Man game, so maybe the more hours I sink into it, the more I'll just enjoy hanging out there.
1: Let's just say that this one does a unique thing where things change. Okay, interesting. Uh, you'll see You'll see what I mean. I'm not going to spoil too much. But unlike War for Cybertron, this does have an upgrading system. Ooh. Uh, it does. It actually has experience points. Oh, yes, I forgot. Um, what do you think so far of the combat?
0: Um, I think
1: that's one of the areas where I thought it was a little clunky. Really? Interesting. Yeah. But
0: again, I'm sure that'll change and evolve as the game goes on. I really like the ability to switch between the two Spider-Man suits. Oh, yeah. that kind of changes things up. I enjoy that, definitely. But when I was just running around beating up gang members for like an hour, I started to be like, ah, you know, I feel like there's not that much variance in these fights. But, but again, I was... It's like Mad Max. I don't feel like that necessarily had a great fighting system, but I didn't care that much cuz I was just enjoying the game
1: so much. Suspension of disbelief. Oh, sure. <laughs> That's what it was. Suspension of disbelief. And I forgot my train of thought.
0: <laughs> yeah, I said about Mad Max and the fighting system. So in
1: the Mad Max fighting system, I usually just lower my expectations and Willingly suspend my disbelief towards how bare bones and basic that uh, gameplay loop is or that combat is because, well, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not really that well polished. Whereas the vehicular combat in that game is very, yeah. very polished. In fact, it's the cornerstone and what many people remember from that game.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely me. That's a big standout there. Which is great for Mad Max. That's perfect for what I wanted. so
1: <laughs> I will say that yes, in, uh, eventually the game will progress and you'll get more variety of combatants to fight, I'll say, so. Um, I don't know which you'll choose because again, this is smack dab in the middle of that morality uh, era of let's do you choose good or do you choose evil? Oh, interesting. I don't hmm. know if you got to that yet, maybe I'm a little, I probably spoiled that for you, but let's just say like given the black suits there mm. there's potential for things to change
0: oh, okay that's cool that's cool yeah maybe you don't get to choose as much later on so
1: i guess we'll wait and see how that goes you will have to p- keep playing to find out but let me assure you i had so so much fun with that game um you know, I, I wonder what you'll think of the voice acting as well because it can get some uh, interesting uh reactions and line deliveries <laughs> Hasn't been super great so far, admittedly. <laughs> uh, let's see, the spider emblems. The spider emblems. There are. By the way, uh, if you, I don't know if you looked at my or if you looked at the instructional manuals, but I did write no. notes. Oh, no, I, I didn't see that. You should uh, grab it right now and uh, take a look at it just to see what kind of um, madness I was writing. Oh, it's in the other room. Should I? Should I still go grab it or? Go grab it, go grab it. I want to want you to read this and get your reaction from it. Just that one? I don't think I wrote anything in War for Cybertron, but just grab it in case. Sure. I don't think I did, but I'll find out.
0: Yeah, nothing in Cybertron. Let's see about the other one. Dope. Alright. Oh, got some piece of paper towel here.
1: Oh, so that <laughs> a piece of paper towel was randomly in the box and or packaging I got when I bought it off of a... Uh... Online retailer. I see a little sticky note, but uh I don't remember what the sticky note is. <laughs> it says one,
0: Richard and Mary. Two, Ned Leeds. Three, Battle World. Four, Daredevil. Five, a mutant. Six, Mary Parker. May Parker.
1: Oh, right. That's that's important. That's important. You'll 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 need that for what when it happens. Oh yeah, you doodled all over this thing. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, what what did I doodle this I played this game by the way in 2020 in, during like peak pandemic uh, era so I this was two years ago so I don't remember like everything I wrote down
0: oh was that your first time playing it or first time doodling that was my first time playing it because I do- oh, doodling cool. yes yeah sure <laughs> uh, get out of here spider dork was uh, one of the gang members well some of these uh some of these are hard to read because it's right over like images black on black.
1: Oh yeah I remember that that's right yeah I do I think I know that one that was where I like really this is what I used to do as a kid as well where I'd always like just doodle and not van I guess vandalizes but it's my copy of the game so I get to do it where I would just like vandalize and write like you know, drawing a mustache on somebody something like that and it's like writing stupid cheesy one liners or whatever for dialogue terrible stuff but that's what I used to do with like instruction manuals
0: that, that's kind of fun yeah add some creativity to the very bland you like this one you got here Xbox Live and you write in can kiss my butt um, <laughs> or uh, it says, story and dialogue Brian Reed and Mark Walters either either of these dudes ever write comics anything else like other video games or novels just <laughs> that a reminder to yourself to go check
1: that later <laughs> maybe I don't know I just again I just saw that I was like oh, I'm gonna jot this down sure
0: some of this is reminding me of the, uh, oh, it stops in, in the middle. I guess you got bored. <laughs> oh, wait, this is the French side. That explains it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Pretty sure there's like a note section in the back. All the way in the back. All the way in the back. Keep in mind, this b- booklet is also uh, in black and white, so it's, it's not in color.
0: Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's hard to, because some of the black is over black images. So it's like, oh, I can't read what that says.
1: Oh, that's right. I wrote it in black. I forgot about that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> alright note to self when it's in a black and white um, uh, piece of paper or it's a black and white booklet use red or blue
0: yeah you wrote over some of the uh, like um, like it's one of them says introduction and it's all in very firm like bold black and then you wrote over that and I you wrote <laughs> over a different one and I can't even read what either one of them says so um, oh my god yes I think I found the big uh, instruction part <laughs> Just a bunch of button combinations, huge uh, thing. Yeah, full page spreads, as it were. <laughs> oh, looks like you wrote some dialogue bubbles for Spider-Man and who is that? Uh, yeah, who is that? Black Cat? Maybe I don't know. Is that the right person? I don't know. <laughs> uh.
1: It's a little, uh, it's a little hammy and/or probably uh, incoherent. <laughs>
0: Hey, it's a little fun. It's a little fun. I thought one of them said titties, so I was like, well, I can't believe Isaac used that word. But I think it says bitties.
1: Oh, biddies, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Tig bitties, that's right. Yeah, it came to my sp- came to my side spider. I have, bit- I have tig Biddies, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I have to edit that part out. No. <laughs> this isn't the Avatar podcast. This What's... is the uh, Let It Loose, Hang Loose podcast. There you go.
1: <laughs> Again, if anybody gets
0: that reference, then, like... Oh, is it? Oh, it's a reference to something I thought it was just... It's a reference to something, so... Oh, okay, I thought it was just you commenting on her her breasts, but... <laughs> uh,
1: she's actually pretty unattractive in this game. Oh, really? <laughs> if I'll be honest. At least for... Well, everyone l- is. Subjectively speaking. Everyone uh, looks a little clunky. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever. I was gonna say something <laughs> about Luke Cage and Wolverine, but... And before you say Wolverine, is Wolverine's in this game. Look at the cover. Oh man, when I was looking at Luke Luke Cage, it was
0: reminding me of this Rockstar game that I can never remember the name for.
1: Oh, uh, Def Jam New York. No, not that. No, one. No, wait, that's not it. Mid- Mid- Midnight Drivers? No. Uh, Something State maybe? Oh, yeah, can't. Midnight Club State. No. No, it's it's a more
0: of a like it's like a, a city gone crazy game, and you're just out there like Manhunt? smashing stuff up, getting points. No, it's, it's like kind of a cartoony game. Well, let me see if I can remember what this is called. I think the first one came out in like 2001, so maybe I'll look through there.
1: That's yeah, it's way before. Is that before GTA 3?
0: Ooh, I don't know. It's a pretty old game. It's It was definitely clunky when I was playing it. Uh, let me see here. Oh, came out uh, two years, or let me see. Yeah, it came out in 2002. Called State of Emergency.
1: State of Emergency.
0: <laughs> just that big, blocky, muscular dude remind me of one of the characters in that game to play.
1: Interesting. A
0: beat 'em up video game. Because so I used to collect Rockstar. Anything they put out, I'd buy. So I had the, those two games, and I, I got rid of all of them. Sadly, I just sold them all off for pennies over at the pawn shop to buy some shitty DVDs. What a waste. <laughs> Shrugs. Yeah, I guess I just didn't... You know, you just don't think about those things at the time. I guess when you're a teenager, it's like, oh, I'm never going to touch that thing again. I'm never going to care about it again. But of course, all these years later, that's when you that's when you want to try. I wish I kept Red Dead Revolver. That would have been super cool to still have.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's something else, isn't it, eh? Yeah.
0: Ugh. And I guess my PlayStation 2 died as well. And I was just like, oh, I'm, why would I ever want a PlayStation 2 again? I got all these new game systems, so I just didn't buy another one for years. So, <laughs> oh, but uh, do, do we have any other topics, or should we should we jump over to to uh, Superman?
1: Basically, all I was gonna say was uh, in my notes there it says and states um, the spider like how many spider albums there are. I'll oh, keep looking through it later on. You don't have to look at it now, but um, the, the thing about the spider albums that I'll 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 give to you right now is that the more you find, the more your agility goes up and the speed of your web swinging goes up. Oh, okay. Sure. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> I don't know what this one says.
1: Wait, what, what did I write? <laughs> it's under
0: family settings, you say, yeah, why would someone let their kids play this? Play this? Question mark. It's got biddies and ooze.
1: <laughs> I think it says. <laughs> what was I writing on that? That's oh, the. Obviously, you can tell my <laughs> sarcasm is in there. Yeah, it's not great. In my head, it makes sense. There's <laughs> like a thousand eighty or something like that. No, there's two thousand spider albums, I believe. Oh wow, that's
0: a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. What was I gonna say? Oh, the ooze thing makes me think of.
1: Uh... Oh oo oh yeah ooze that's right yeah it's it's yeah the the um. Who was it that said ooze? Oh yeah, the ooze. Yeah, the, from from one of the guys in uh, the epic, not epic trailers. What's it called? Um, Honest trailers usually says ooze. Um, and, and whenever Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comes up, oh yeah, that's where it comes <laughs> from. That's what it is. Um, oh, okay, just because it's in New York, so yeah, you know, I, I, symbiotes look like ooze. I could see that. I could see that. okay okay so I watched Apollo 10 and a half this weekend oh oh cool how was it well it was okay well for... I want to talk to you about it about the I want to talk about the film briefly probably going longer than we should but okay it was I want to... I just want to get to the end well I just want to get up my... get my thoughts of the way on that but like obviously it was much cleaner than uh, Scanner Darkly was. It mm-hmm. seemed to remind me of Archer in a way, maybe just because it was that 60s sheen. And, you know, I don't even know, like, <laughs> it just, it was just a, it almost was like a 60s fetishization in a way. Mm. Um, but it was from my kid's perspective, so I can't really blame him for that. And then I'm assuming that most of it was Link Ladder's life. Obviously, I don't know if he was a kid of an astronaut, not an astronaut. Excuse me, but a (laughs) uh, NASA's work person. Excuse me. Yeah, I've got no clue, no clue at all. And um, well, I guess you know it was pretty cool. I like the premise. I watched the trailer first, then I watched uh, watch more of it, and. I guess I'll say it unreliable narrator.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, kind of fantastical visions of a kid experiencing that time period, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, because I don't know. I there wasn't really like be, only because I didn't see because when the when, when Zach, uh, Zachary Levi and what's his name came in, we're, we're telling him like, "Hey, uh, you're going to summer camp." Basically, that's uh, that's a front. Uh, we didn't really have like I was hoping we had a scene of like his parents saying goodbye to him or or something like that, of like have fun at mm-hmm. summer camp, and then him coming back and how was summer camp? But instead it's like, well, they didn't they didn't have those scenes so I'm just like well did all this just happen in his mind as he was watching uh the moon landing? Mm. Oh that's interesting. Yeah, that's the only thing I could have thought of. i was just like he doesn't seem like he's. It just Yeah, it does not seem like he's, uh, he actually landed. I mean, obviously, that didn't happen, but, like, at first I thought it was gonna go into that, but then I'm just like, no, it's Unreliable narrator. Yeah, and I'll say I haven't seen it, so I don't really know anything about it. You what? Except for the director. Yeah, no. (laughs) Oh, well, oh, shoot. Man, I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I thought you had seen it already, because when you told Eric that, I was like, oh, you already saw it.
0: No, no, I just, I just seen that it was uh, put on there when we did that episode. I was Damn like, "Oh crap, there's a new."
1: I am so stuff. sorry.
0: I <laughs> it's okay. No, it's not. No I, I, didn't even really know what you're saying, except for that you can't trust know unre, unre, unreliable narrator.
1: Well, okay, yeah. Well, but I kind of
0: got that from the the
1: trailer. So that that's probably what it was going to okay, be. Okay. Well, I'm. Well, whoops. <laughs> um, I know that uh good old, what's it called? Pacific Rim the Black just dropped for season two yeah season two and potentially I think fans are liking it and they want a season three which I mean yes please because I heard that it was going to be the last season I'm like well that's kind of lame there's only seven episodes the first season and they left off like you know open enough to like go places and they're only ending at season two it's like what the fudge yeah, I still gotta catch up on that, that show. Goddamn. It's too many shows. Ah, it's alright, bud. Um, did I did I tell you I was watching Halo? I think I mentioned you that. You mentioned that you were watching Halo. Uh, how was it so far, by the way?
0: Mm, it started not great. Like, it, it started okay. Mm-hmm. But it's slowly gotten more interesting, I would say. It's definitely a very different take. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to go back to the games. Because I was like, I don't. Like, there's a lot here that. I have inklings of from playing the games, but it doesn't seem to connect the way it's supposed to, but it's a different adaptation. I'm, I'm willing to take it for what it is. So,
1: well, yeah, I heard, was there a helmet reveal
0: or a, uh, unmasking? Oh yeah. The, yeah, the the Spartans barely wear their helmets
1: (laughs) throughout the show, but is like most of the time, but is like John one, one seven. Did he like take his like master chief? Did he, he take his helmet off? Oh yeah, absolutely. Most of the Oh, there. Golly, that's like uh, that's a that's a no-no. That's a big no-no.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean again, maybe just cuz me, I just honestly don't care about the Halo games that much. I enjoyed them when I was a teenager, but at least going back to this first one. I was just like, wow, so repetitive, but <laughs> so I don't care what they do with it. <laughs> I don't care what they do with it. I just I want to see a good program. That's fair. Not uh, I don't need a exact Cause if they just wanted to remake, like basically do a straight adaptation of that first game, there's not that much story there, really. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but and so yeah, I'm I'm mostly enjoying it. I would say it's it's definitely not like a top tier type of show where I'm, you know, biting at the bits to get to the next episode every Thursday. But but I'm enjoying it enough.
1: Oh man, we're gonna get a bunch of hate fan Halo fan hate mail.
0: That's fine. That's fine. I it's just. Yeah, just the gameplay was not... It did not enthrall me. And even when I was a teenager, it didn't enthrall me that much either. I, again, I knew some friends who were massive Halo heads. That was never me. I was always more of a Tomb Raider.
1: Yeah. Kind of puzzle-solving guy. I love the puzzles. You certainly were. So, <laughs> Now listen here, sir. There's um, there's a series that you like, um, and a whose character you like, where they didn't... They never... Well, I don't know if they never amassed them, but they... Um, his mask is still remained on, at least, in the audience perspective, and we haven't seen his face. And that is the Mandalorian. Um,
0: uh, are you joking, or did you not? Because we definitely see his face. <laughs> oh, we do? Yeah, quite a bit. As a kid? No, even as a person, there's there's a couple episodes where he needs to unmask for various reasons. So yeah, we definitely see his face.
1: Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, the back of his head, or...?
0: Oh, full face, yeah. Full Seriously? E- like, for maybe half an episode, there was one time he had to keep his mask off.
1: Oh, okay, well, I saw an article where somebody was like, this is the basis of my, you know, where I was going with, where it was just like, how the Mandalorian did it right, and how Halo didn't do it right. It's like, uh, okay. <laughs> so I just assumed that Mandalorian never took his helmet off. No, yeah, like, there's times
0: when he needs to, like go undercover to like infiltrate a base. And in those situations, he'll begrudgingly be forced to kind of take his mask off, that kind of thing. Or uh just dealing with like injuries, that kind of thing to his face. But um but yeah, with Halo, it's like yeah, almost immediately he takes it off in the first episode. So <laughs> <sighs> But again, it didn't it didn't bother me. I don't I don't like I don't feel like the mystique is necessarily there cuz it's about kind of Delving deep into the character, so I don't really feel the need to have him always masked. It just I would honestly feel like that was gimmicky if they kept the whole time doing that with him, because a lot of that show has nothing to do with combat or battle. Jeez, So it's a big change, of course. Yeah, because that's all the game is really. At least that first game, it is all combat. There's <laughs> like not much more
1: to it, really. Oh, we're getting we're getting canceled by the Halos.
0: <laughs> Again, I t- t- that's fine. If you love the game, that's that's great. I love Tomb Raider two. That's one of my all time favorite games. I could easily see someone come come along and be like, "How could he love that game? It's clunky as fuck." And but I I don't care. I I, I just still find that game so enthralling to play, and I love the world of it. The world of Halo is interesting. Um, and I'm I'm sure once I get more into the games that I remember really liking Halo three and four, I'll enjoy it more. But <laughs> Although I think Halo Four was hated, I remember lots of people being like, "This was the worst." I was like, "Well, I don't get it. This, this, I'm, I'm enjoying it." So,
1: yeah, same with five. We're well,
0: not happy with five. <laughs> I didn't even realize that came out until I was putting up a little Halo list when I bought the Master Chief Collection. I was like, "Oh, I didn't even realize they made a fifth one. I never heard anything about it." Pretty much everything is in there, I believe, except for Wars. Yeah, not. I think it only goes up to four. Oh, they didn't even include guardians? That's interesting. I don't believe so. And I'm saving Reach. I'm gonna play Reach in chronological order. I don't I don't care about um, release order.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. You mean you're release date? yeah. Yeah, I'd go in release order. That's that just that's what makes sense to my brain. Yeah, that's fair. Except for our Star Wars re
1: retrospective. <laughs> yeah, and that was Sean. That was all Sean. I wouldn't have It was nodded. Sean's idea, so Oh yeah. So but I also watched Fantasia again this week.
0: Oh, oh, cool. Cool. Yes. Catching the theater this time or just the home viewing? No, I watched it on Plus. Nice. Did it say if it was in UHD or just still the standard Blu-ray?
1: I don't know. Do they say that on there or am I r- or not? Um, I think on
0: Disney Plus, it usually will say, like, Dolby Vision or something
1: like that next to it. Like while while it's playing or in the uh, credits, not the credits, but in some of the um, uh, details. Yeah, I think in the details up
0: where they show like the time. Let me see right now. Actually, I think they say, like they have the Dolby Atmos and then Dolby Vision, or or just Ultra High Definition. I th- I think they do that with Disney Plus.
1: Humor me for a second. I'm gonna quickly check
0: because why not? Sure. Oh, yeah, looks like they do do it. Let me see. That one just says HD. Let me see about something that would be in UHD. CC. Where would it say that? I guess details, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm currently on my TV that doesn't have UHD, so it wouldn't say it. So for me, all of them just say HD.
1: I can't see where it says where if it says it or not. Cause I'm on details right now, and I don't see it in there
0: yeah it wouldn't be on details it'd be once you click on it up in at least for my my xbox i'm looking at it'll say like the title the rate right underneath it'll say the rating it'll say the definition and then it'll say the audio it says and then whether it has closed captions okay in the year the, and then in the the length
1: so you have to play it first okay uh
0: mine it's just clicking on the title
1: okay it says g a d i don't know what that means in cc which closed captions yeah who knows yeah, yeah, maybe just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Disney's actually released anything of theirs. non like, uh, with animation, I believe. I don't think they've released anything that's on their high ultra-high definition yet. Oh, I don't... Yeah, I'm not sure. Of
0: course, all, like, the Star Wars stuff is all in that, but... Well, you know, except for first three. Uh, I think, no, they... I'm pretty sure they do have those in UHD now. Oh, okay. But it's the special edition stuff, yeah, special editions. Yeah, but uh...
1: I currently have, ever since my infamous uh, external hard drive failing uh, de- event, um, hmm. I only have three games hard, uh, loaded into my PS4 right now. Oh wow! Yeah, which three? I have the Devil May Cry HD Collection. I have a um, indie game called Fury with an I, and then I have Horizon Zero Dawn. Ooh, are you even playing that? Uh, no, cause I'm trying to draw, and well, you know how well that's going. <laughs> oh, so
0: you, you you kept your video game embargo this year?
1: I don't know. I I should I probably shouldn't, but like I'm just so like stubborn right mm. now.
0: Yeah, because I was going to ask if you're still, if you've played any video games lately, but I
1: guess, yeah. No, because I'm just, because uh, I know if I start video games again, I'm just going to not stop. I'll never get my dream, but I don't think I really need, I don't I don't think I should just do that dream at all. I should just give it up.
0: <laughs> well, maybe, maybe putting so much focus on it, like I'm, I have to do this or else I'm denying myself something else that I want. Maybe that could even be holding you back in some way too, I don't know.
1: No, it certainly is. Oh yeah, so I was watching Tokusatsu TV on Friday, um, which is a Twitch stream or is a Twitch channel that shows a bunch of you know Tokusatsu series and some Gamera stuff and some Godzilla stuff. There's some Ultraman cool. that I was watching, but on Friday for some reason they played reboot. Oh wow, that's cool. And there you go. I, Caleb, I watched it, and my friend, I gotta tell you, the animation holds up. Oh boy, I don't know if I can trust you on this. <laughs> At least personally speaking, uh, my bias, p- subjective opinion, I think it holds up perfectly.
0: Well, I'd be curious because, yeah, I know you're very biased in that regard. But, <laughs> yeah, and it's available on Tubi. I almost started watching it the other day, but I... Oh,
1: there you go. That's pretty cool. And
0: instead, I went back to Godzilla Singular Point, Try to finish that thing finally.
1: That's good. That's, that's really good. That's not the worst thing to do.
0: Yeah, but I was pumped to see it on there. I was like, holy crap, Reboot. Now I have access to that if I want to watch it. I've been a big on a big animation kick lately, so... Oh, but I guess I could mention just briefly, I did watch The Northman, and uh, it is absolutely something to catch in the theater while you can, because uh, definitely, spectacle-wise, it was a very impressive uh, visual film.
1: Out. There was a article, I didn't read it, but it was clickbait, for saying what happens when you... Uh, it's a, f- like a f- failure or it's like you know a problem when you give uh, too much budget to a artist uh, an arts film
0: hmm yeah I've seen a lot of complaints like that me personally i don't I don't see it at all I thought it was I mean it definitely felt a lot different than Egger's previous two films but I don't think that's in any way a bad thing I, I still feel like it had a lot of impact and was very well shot. Very well performed, and um, yeah, I, I thought it was absolutely worth worth seeing, and I I quite enjoyed it.
1: So. I agree. I don't. It doesn't prevent me from going to see it. In fact, it does the opposite. Well, maybe not. Maybe the opposite. But it it gives me absolute reason to not like some of these people who are reviewing these movies because saying that just like angers me. <laughs> So I think I'll pass on uh, that review and go see it anyways because, you know, I want to see it. Yeah, I mean, it's their opinion. I, I
0: know that fantasy in general is just not a crowd pleaser. It does not appeal to, I feel like, a lot of audiences. So, so maybe this, this just wasn't
1: in their wheelhouse for something they would enjoy in general. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, yeah, fair enough. It's either you get a general uh, general critic to review everything and just say like you know, in comparison to all these other films where is where does it place, and I respect that in a way. But where you can, and then maybe you get specialized uh, critique critics who state whether or not this is you know, in comparison to the genre they're reviewing, if it's great or mm. not. I don't know what you do. Yeah, like I remember when the Green Knight came out.
0: I saw maybe not negative reviews but mixed reviews where they were like i mean we can't say it's not a gorgeous film it looks amazing but all style no substance i'd see those kind of comments about that movie interesting and me i felt like i'm definitely missing some stuff here and i feel like a second viewing would really add a lot i feel like some people just see and they're like "Uh, i feel like i'm missing stuff and that's because it's not there and so that's my review the film's empty but it's really stylish it's like no no you gotta some movies you got to put the time in. You know, you really got to... You can't just come to it, you know, half-hearted. You really have to be there looking for what it's trying to say. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I th- it's Maybe that makes it not for all audiences, but I don't think every film needs to be for all audiences. So, so you're always going to open yourself up to those kind of negative re- reviews or, or mixed reviews.
1: Yeah, agreed. I, I think I, at least one or two or three reviews. But unfortunately... The reviews gotta come out to give it to general audiences to give money to or not. The problem I have is that you know these reviewers have to deliver the uh, the review out on time, or it's just to give the uh, film uh, any more money for audiences to go see, mm-hmm. or else. Yeah, and that's certainly a problem. Yeah, yeah. And every now and again, I'll I'll watch a movie
0: and be like, wow, I you know I saw this in the theater. And I came back to it. I really liked it. Oh, I want to see some like modern I want to listen to some new podcasts that are covering it you know kind of removed from the time period like Joker that's the one I was thinking of that I watched. And I was like oh I want to I want to listen to a Joker review made in 2022 not one from the time cuz at the time it was wrapped up in all that annoying political bullshit that kind of uh, kind of warped the narrative of the movie. So I want something completely removed from that. Couldn't find anything. Every all the reviews I was looking at they were all kind of there was, there was a couple written reviews that were more modern, but in terms of podcasts, I couldn't find any. I was like, what the fuck? These movies, they, they make a big splash, and then suddenly they disappear, and nobody's talking about them anymore. It's just strange. But, <laughs> but so, yeah.
1: Do you want to do a commentary and or a discussion on Joker? Because we certainly can. Just for you to give it a... Because you seem like you want to actually give it a fair fair dues. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind talking about it at some point, but yeah, maybe...
0: I mean, I don't know when we're going to get to the DC movie stuff. Sure. I feel like That's you wanted to hold off on some of
1: that. but <laughs> uh, I don't even know if it's appropriate or not, if we want to do it yet. I, I I don't even know. I've not really thought about it yet. It's really been on my mind to do it, so if you want to do it, we can do it. Hmm. But.
0: Yeah, that might be fun. Yeah, Because, yeah, I even I even was like, oh, well, I guess I'll listen to the Now Playing Podcast one from when they covered it back when it came out. And one of the hosts was like, yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of cool stuff to this movie, but I can't escape feeling like, is this good to come out in 2020? Uh, was it 2020 or 2019? I can't 2019. remember. I think it, was 2019. it was
1: 2019.
0: Yeah, he's like, is this a good thing to put out right now? I mean, we just had, you know, the, all these school shootings happening. Like, is someone going to walk out of this theater and want to go shoot up their school? And I was like, ah, that's that just, that's so, like, that just is not, you can't make a movie... Worried about what some crazy's going to do. You shouldn't be like... People shouldn't see this because it's going to inspire them to do violence. That just seems like such a... Such a weird take. I, I just can never wrap my head around that. And they're talking about like... Oh, you know... Of course there was the that Dark Knight Rises shooting. And like... Is this going to cause problems too? And it's like... Ah, like... You really can't... You shouldn't wrap a narrative around a movie based on what some... You know, person who's not well mentally it's going to do with it i mean that's as an artist you can't predict what someone's going to do with your art and what's that uh i think you said it was one of your favorite books uh, catcher in the rye oh yeah like you can't blame that that author for writing this book that some unfortunately very mentally deranged person used to wrap themselves up in a fantasy to kill somebody that's that doesn't that you can't blame the art for that whatsoever that's entirely on the person but people do. People go well. Maybe the book. Maybe people shouldn't be allowed to read it. it makes them go crazy. <laughs> so that's just so. So not a very uh, intelligent, kind of argument, I think. But. But definitely, Joker is one of those ones that got wrapped up in that.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, there was a. There was something there was. I was hearing this exact argument in either written form or verbal form. I don't remember what it was, where they were talking about this exact thing of, like, trying to separate the art from uh, the, the real world subject matter. And it's based off of, and I can't remember what it was for the life of me, but uh, just, like I think you just basically made all the points correct. Where it's like, you know, art is not made in a vacuum. Uh, yeah, and this is this is so crazy.
0: I actually went back and rewatched it after watching Joker. Because I was like, I remember... TYT covered this movie and they had one of the strangest most embarrassingly wrong takes I've ever seen in a review and I was like what was that video again so I went back and looked it up and if anyone's interested watch the Young Turks review I think it's the Young Turks interviews review of Joker it is one of the most purposely like misguiding and ideology driven reviews I've ever seen where they frame it as this movie is like a conservative right-wing fantasy come to life and um the joker character is meant to be like this folk hero about white male rage and all the black women in the film are like opposing him and he's trying to fight back against pc culture and it was just so bizarre to i was like how do people how do people actually view movies in this way or view real life in this way where everything comes down to their particular point of view and no matter what the thing is they can just twist it around and turn it into the villain that they want to see it's, it's a fascinatingly bizarre review if anyone's uh interested and for any doctor who fans i mean you see this kind of stuff with a lot of the anti-pc people where they'll twist any minor any minor like glance that a character does they'll suddenly switch it around to this is a secret hidden message by these these social justice warrior writers, a lot of that stuff I think is completely nonsense, reactionary ideologues too. But it's not as embarrassing as that TYT one was, which is just The person who made that should be ashamed of themselves for how much they exposed their their biases in that video. But <laughs> but Avatar, sorry, I'm going off on random things here.
1: <laughs> no, that's fine. No, you're 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 good. I basically just stated my opinion of like, or not opinion, but what I wanted to say of like yeah that's a topic that we could talk about and you just said that again I, where the hey did I read that or watch that from I don't even remember what it was
0: and it's so strange to think that anyone would view Joker thinking that you're supposed to watch it and think that he's the hero because that's basically what the reviewer was saying it's like he's our lead protagonist he's the lead in a superhero movie he's our hero we're supposed to side with him and how society's wronged him so much and how he's the victim and how he's needs to be the one to lead the people to a revolution. They're making it seem like the movie was supposed to be like an answer to the Occupy movement about how white people can take over the country again and gain power. I was like, "Wow, how did how did they possibly see that in this movie?" Like that is completely the opposite of what the movie's intention is, but
1: somehow they were able to to get that out of there. I mean, if they're applying the theory, like the I guess white conservative theory on it or it it tracks (laughs) oh i don't i don't
0: think so and especially they kept being like oh this director he just came out and said comedy's dead because people on the internet get offended by everything so they're like so clearly this is his answer to what we should do to people who are offended it's like what the fuck
1: (laughs) oh but (laughs) I. I think I remember what it was. Now it was an article I did was reading either like yesterday or, or Sunday. Um, sure. No, it was sorry. Yesterday was Sunday. know. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a review for what was it now? How, hold a, hold the hold the fort. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go find it. Sure.
0: Oh, and I should mention this. I also saw in my DC groups at the time. Uh, just the weirdos in that group going off about the movie in the other direction, uh, c- claiming it was demonizing white men, and and this there was forced diversity. I don't think that was necessarily the popular view at that point, because I remember the director, uh, like, he spoke out against woke culture when the movie came out, so I think a lot of the anti-woke crowd, um, they just kind of ignored their usual complaints and, and, and kind of embraced the movie. But my D C groups, they're they're in their own little weird pockets and and they're always going off about they hate seeing um, the Force Diversity especially. Like they're going off about the new Supergirl for ages and they're going off about Michael B. Jordan's Superman and uh that that Batwoman series that's like their
1: favorite punching bag. They
0: fucking hate that
1: show. <laughs> I found it. I found exactly oh, uh, sure. Found exactly what it was. That I was looking for. And it's apropos of what you were just talking about with Joker. Oh. Uh, It was once again The Batman. Uh, I sent it to you on Discord, the article. You don't have to read it now, but it was basically um, I I found it on scrolling through Google News. And it was just once again, you know, Jim Carrey. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I heard about Being this. Being asked about, you know, his thoughts of, yeah, I guess you saw this, eh?
0: Yeah, I don't remember all the details, but
1: I did see that he
0: was like, yeah, he wasn't happy with uh, the Paul Dano uh, take on the, the Riddler,
1: something like that. It wasn't that part. It was actually what the uh, the reviewer himself, or themselves, excuse me, uh, went into about, like, you know, the nature between uh, releasing a film, even though it's, it's close enough to reality in that, like, some... Person, you know, not mentally well in the head, is going to look at it and use it as fuel and uh, justification to pull, to plan out and um, mm. pull off their 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 schemes. Um, mm. It's it's just funny that it's that 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 being said, I mean, um, and it just happens to be how why Batman movies are so scary in a way. Um, more, it's so funny. Batman movies are more. Horror and horrifying than I'd say like horror films because like horror films are like monsters and obviously you'll have some psychological things in there as well. Like Mm -hmm. it's usually a monster, right? This is these are scarier because they're closer, more close to reality because people will do this and will will go into places and you know kill multiple groups of people just because they saw a movie that's why it's more like a, a horror film than a, you know, an actual like horror genre film is. Well, I I still don't I still have never seen a
0: clear-cut example of that ever happening. I know people say it, but I've never seen a case of someone like, yeah, I watched this movie, I learned what they did and I took it to real life and I committed the crimes that I watched in the movie. I've never seen that or heard of it heard of it happening. I know there was like um back post during the video nasties craze in Britain. And they were going after and banning all these movies. There was this these uh, teenagers who killed, like, a... I think maybe he was a toddler or maybe, like, a young adolescent, like, eight or nine. They uh, found him at a uh, playground and killed him. And they were like, oh, yeah, we did it because we, uh, we watched Child's Play 3. And Chucky was murdering people, so, yeah, we decided to murder this kid. And I I don't know. I, I don't think that <laughs> necessarily makes sense. It seems like... Because it was, I think, three teen boys seems like they're just looking for a scapegoat to excuse them you know having issues and murdering someone most people aren't going to watch child's play 3 and think oh yeah i want to go kill the nearest kid i can find so i mean that's and it was a big thing they were trying to start a whole new video nasties band based around that case it was jamie bulger or something like that but but again, I—that's one of the few cases where I hear people are like, "Yeah, the actual killer said it. That they were inspired by that that slasher
1: movie." But I don't really hear it in other cases, so. Well, I don't think you're wrong with that. That's that, that is fair. I think many people will come at you and say, "No, no, 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 no. This is what they said. Like these, these people are true in what they're." Are you guys sure about that? Are you sure that we can trust the word of a, you know, a not sane person? Yeah, and that's the biggest.
0: That's why I hate that it comes to this. Because it seems like people are are really looking for scapegoats and distractions so they can avoid the real issue of just, we just don't really, even still, even in 2022, I feel like people just don't really pay enough attention to mental illness and how dangerous and damaging it can be to people. Even if they're not going around killing others, they could just, you know, psychologically like really screw themselves up without people really paying much attention or The funding where it's supposed to be. I mean, that's a big thing in Joker. I mean, part of the reason why he goes off the rails is he feels like the system doesn't care about him. They cut all the funding for his, the one person that he was seeing. He can't even get his pills anymore. That that reviewer in Young Turks certainly didn't bring that up. That
1: was exactly what I was about to say is like, you know, if anybody watched Joker and and, and watched it properly, they would have realized that it's a, you know, they were talking about systemic problems. Now, the did yep. use a white male, which, you know, is the most hated thing in PC culture right now. Um, so white white heterosexual male, excuse me. Um, so that probably didn't win the brownie points, but they were doing exactly what it was that, you know, these people have been talking about for years, is you know, these systemic problems. Um, mm-hmm. And it obviously doesn't end, you know, happily, but it, it it's supposed to be... Uh, an allegory it's supposed to be like uh, a tale of of, a science fiction tale of what could happen if if things went wrong and how bad things have gotten yeah so
0: yeah but somehow somehow that was completely lost and people just no it's it's glorifying mental illness and violence um and it's a white supremacist movie like what what the what how'd you get there i don't i just don't get it and i remember when um or maybe I don't remember, but I, I heard about it, of course, with the, um, the Columbine shootings at the time that sparked a huge craze with parents where they were like, oh, like maybe it was the violent video games that are coming out that made them do this. Like we should ban violent video games. It's like uh, maybe maybe you should have teachers paying more attention to their students and seeing or parents, you know, being more aware of what, you know, dangerous kind of patterns with their kids is. Pay more attention to what they're doing on the internet. Yeah. They planted all that stuff on the
1: internet. I mean Well that that So of course it's the video games' fault. Oh. Well, I mean that but also the fact that the parents aren't, you know, sitting down and realizing what video games are. Now this is also because video games are a new thing and parents probably didn't understand them at the time. Whereas you know, you us as parents, if we were that, like we understand what video like we we grew up with that. Like, we grew up mm-hmm. in that era of the combine shooting, and we grew up with, you know, the ESRB and all that stuff. So, and, and, you know, all the Doom stuff. So, like, now, as with us as parents, like, we understand how video games behave and operate. Like, I basically, if I had a child, like, they are so much more open to go at watching stuff than, you know, I would have been back in the day where I was, you know, told not to watch some things. Not completely like you know how, how you were but like there were just some things like I was you know wanted to watch Sailor Moon and my parents wouldn't let me I still have yet to watch Sailor Moon that's probably there's probably a reason <laughs> for that but like you catch my drift though, was like because I understand Japanese animation right now and their culture and because I understand you know the culture of video games I can show my kid whatever I want them to show or uh, whatever I want to show them um, mm-hmm. because I know what's gonna not make them you know, dumb in the head. I hope. <laughs> yeah, and again, I don't think media... I just don't...
0: I think that people who think that media has that kind of impact on people's lives... I think that's just strange. I, I personally don't understand that point of view. I mean, me and my teenage friends, we play, yeah, Call of Duty. we play all these violent video games. I mean, it didn't make us go out and shoot people. Didn't make... I mean, how many millions of kids around the world play these games? What's the percentage that acts out violently? So is it really the game's fault,
1: <laughs> or does that have nothing to do with them? They're saying that because of you know Call of Duty, uh, children in various African countries are now child soldiers. Congratulations, I think you guys are right. Well, that's that's yeah, that's a different uh, that's a different kind of argument. I think they more
0: correlate like these kids they play Grand Theft Auto, then they go in the street and just
1: form gangs and shoot each other. Mm, that's good parenting right there, you know good parenting real good parenting
0: yeah it's just it's completely misdirecting and that that's why i never give those those arguments any credence at all i just think it's i tend to think that those people are just looking for a scapegoat instead of focusing on what the real problems is
1: to be fair they're also still a little bitter about the fact that uh you know art is free uh it, it, free for free use art or what, not free use art but how um an art form doesn't have to be restricted they're they're kind of uh upset about that
0: yeah I, yeah that's certainly that's certainly true i mean i i remember with split end with joker there was all these complaints of like how is the studio still producing films like this that glorify mental illness this this movie needs to be stopped you're know, like yeah are you, are you basically saying that you want to censor you want like peer-reviewed like groups to come and decide what films should be allowed to be greenlit I don't know. I mean, that's that um, I'm I hope that they're not saying that, but <laughs> that sounds like back in the code days. We, we want to go back to the, the Hays Code. Oh, this doesn't this breaks our moral code can't be made. Uh, and you, the screenwriter who made it, we're going to investigate you and see what your your
1: ideologies are politically. <laughs> well, it'll probably happen. <laughs> I don't think so. We'll have another Hayes Code or not. Who knows? Yeah,
0: me and Eric go back and forth on this all the time. Because he's kind of like, he thinks that the code actually was interesting for film because it created a lot of these weird barriers that filmmakers had to kind of, it made them stretch themselves more to try to break them. For me, I, I think that's an interesting side effect, but it doesn't in any way negate the hideous kind of impact of what that was. And he kind of compares a lot of cancel culture stuff to what the Hayes Code was, but I don't, I don't see a comparison necessarily because there's no legal component to the cancel culture that's just online people in the studios can choose to agree with them or disagree and they really don't have any power versus an actual like house of un-american activities committee going around and (laughs) making people come to court to profess their political leanings so I I don't think we'd ever get to something like that again necessarily at least in unless society really fell apart into the crazy town
1: yeah and there's kangaroo
0: courts (laughs) Yeah, which a lot of those those haze code days the the a lot of that stuff or i guess more hawk days i should say some of that stuff was kangaroo cordy yeah might as well have been eh yeah and then you get a lot of people pointing fingers at people just to take the target off them and and then it's just a big spiraling chaos like fuck! what a crazy time completely insane real good uh, way of restoring faith in humanity <laughs> Yeah, and that's why I say for all the complaints, people being like, oh, PC culture, these people on the left, they're taking, they're trying to take control and have too much influence on films. Hey, at no comparison whatsoever to what the right wing influence was on films and how they took control. That's fair. No comparison. But... No, that's, that's, that's fair. But anyway, this is, this is far away from, from Avatar. <laughs> I don't have
1: an argument, folks. I don't really, yeah, I don't have an argument to make, nor do I care because we want to do some avatar so that's it's not the last time we'll ever talk about this don't worry
0: no I'm sure it'll come up again and again yeah